mentioned a few moments ago that we were going to begin a, a new series this morning. I can tell you I'm not sure of a lot of things right now, but I am sure God does not want me preaching the message that I had prepared. And so this is the passage all morning. It's been in the building since we walked in the building this morning early. Just a sense of the presence of the Lord. He must have done something upstairs because a lot of the people that were upstairs came downstairs with just a touch and a glow. And I know he moved in the prayer room and there just seems to be a thread of continuity in what's been said up here by Tony, by Pastor Dustin, by Scott Stevens, what was said in the prayer room. So the most solid ground I can stand on scripturally this morning before I just welcome the Lord to help me process what I feel He's speaking through my heart is from 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse number 19. Now this is a command. It holds all of the authority that the Ten Commandments hold, that any commandment that Jesus gave holds, that any other commandment in Scripture with that same authority from Heaven's throne, we are commanded, do not quench the Spirit. Do not quench the Spirit. And then do not despise prophecies. Do not despise prophecies, but test everything and hold to that which is good. Abstain from every appearance of evil. And then a, a blessing spoken with the same authority that the prohibition that I just read came. Same authority that said, don't quench the spirit, don't despise prophecy. Now that same authority backs this blessing. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. Say completely. 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 And may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you will do it. So Lord, let there be liberty on not only what will be spoken now, I just pray for an unction for us to have spiritual ears to hear. Guard my lips that nothing that you don't want spoken would be permitted to be spoken. And seal off the ears of anybody who won't catch the spirit of what you're going to say this morning. And Lord, I pray that there will be gates torn off the hinges, thresholds crossed this morning, fullness of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit experienced. And I pray that all of the good theology that is embedded in our hearts would be animated today. Lord, I pray for this house, New Bridge Church, and for any of those that are watching. I pray, Lord, that we will not be content in reading about your supernatural exploits on the pages of Scripture while they go on absent from our lives. I pray that the bookishness of the modern day display of Christianity would be swallowed up by a 
21st century Pentecost. I pray that Joel 2 and Acts 2 would not any longer be a couple of passages debated, but that they would be unleashed and we would walk in it. That your sons and daughters, having been poured upon by the fullness of the Spirit, will prophesy that dreams and visions will be given to the old men and the young men, that all walks of life from masters and servants would receive of the good gift of the fullness of the Holy Spirit. And I pray that from that there will be unity and purpose and power. I pray, Lord, that there will be not just the hope of deliverances, but the actuality of that. Restoration of marriages, the cutting to the root of addictions and compulsive behaviors. And Lord, as we invoke the name of Jesus Christ, who is the Lord over every single angel, both good and holy and fallen and evil, we rebuke the enemy by the blood and through the name of Jesus Christ that he will no longer be active in this house. We seal it off from him in a covenant of blood through Christ our Lord, in whose name we pray together. Amen. Here's the word that I have for Newbridge this morning. There's a layer of dust on a lot of our lives. It's a dryness. It's fallout from rubble. If you'll remember with me the vivid pictures post 9-11 and the immediate aftermath when the towers came down and the people were walking away from the devastation of those, those sites. Do you remember what they were covered with? They were covered with dust to the point that they looked like zombies. There was really no white or black or Hispanic or Asian. They were all covered with the same dryness and dust. And when they emerged, they were coughing and wheezing and gagging. And that vivid image in my mind can be laid upon so much of the professing church in America right now. All sorts of fallout from the enemy, all sorts of damage done. And though we aren't dead, in many places in America, the church is walking around covered in dust, wheezing and gasping. And there's only one thing that can remedy that, a washing and a cleansing. In the Word of God, you're going to find that the Holy Spirit is typified by a number of elements. Obviously, we think of oil, and I stand by that, but this morning, I also think of the washing of the water of the Word and the renewing of the Holy Spirit. And as we are living amongst each other, and it may not be true about you, you may not be dusty, you may not be dry, you may not be gasping individually or personally wheezing, but we are one, and if one brother or sister is in that place, then it affects all of us. So this is a message that all of us need to listen to. The only way to get that dust and that dryness and that evidence of the enemy's activity off of us is to cry out and to move into the place where God is pouring out His water, pouring out His Spirit, 
pouring out his blessing. I want to tell you what happens when water hits dust. When water hits dust, initially, it's muddy and messy. When water hits the dust, it's going to get messy. When the Holy Spirit begins to move among Christians that are dry and dusty, when He begins to move in churches that are used to walking around with the evidence of the enemy's destruction on them, and they just learned to stumble through life that way, when the Lord says, no more of that, I haven't destined you to stagger, I haven't destined you to be dry, I haven't destined you to be dusty, I haven't destined you to bear the mark of the enemy's work on your life, I've destined you to bear the mark of my Son and His victory on your life. When God determines that, for an individual, for a body of believers, for the church at large. He's going to pour out His Spirit. He's going to put water against that dust. And I'm going to tell you something. You've got to make up your mind if you're willing to live with the initial messiness of it. See, we want to move from dust to clean. We want to move from the evidence of the enemy to immaculate, and we don't believe in process anymore. We believe in a spiritual abracadabra. I want to tell you something. When God works a work like I'm talking about, what I'm envisioning, that means the water of the Spirit is going to move, and it's going to hit dusty lives, and it's going to be a little messy. It's going to be a little muddy. And some who don't want to go through that are going to avoid the water, and the dust will cling to them. Others are going to say, I'm willing to deal with the messiness. I'm willing to deal with the discomfort. I'm willing to deal with losing my comfort zone. I'm, I'm willing to look a little nasty and a little messy, maybe a little funny, maybe even a little embarrassing. I'm willing to do that, Lord, if that's what it takes to get me out of this dust, to get this dryness off of me, to get me untaped. And the beauty of it is this, the more the water hits you, the dust, yes, it'll turn to mess, but eventually, the more that water hits you, the mess is taken away, and guess what? You'll be clean, and you'll be walking the way the Lord has destined you to walk. And so what I want to do this morning, listen, I don't have a sermon. I'm just asking you, and I, I don't want anybody to just glibly respond to this. I want you to think, because if you're not sick of the dust, You're going to have to wait till you're sick of it before you say, Lord, however you want to pour out on me, whenever you want to pour out on me, wherever you want to pour out on me, I'll stand here. You be the poor, the one who pours. I'll be the object of that outpouring. But if you hand the Lord a list saying, leave the dust here, leave the dust here, you can wash me here, you can move here. Listen, that's not surrender. You're dictating to the Almighty what He wants to do in your life. And He says, I'll just wait for you to get sick of the dust. But if you are sick of it, and I'm going to tell you, personal testimony, about four years ago, five years ago now, I was so sick of the, my own dust, my own dryness, my own going through the motions, my own familiarity with uh, the, the, the things of the kingdom and, and looking around me, and, and what a mistake that is to, when you're looking around at everybody else instead of keeping your heart fixed on the throne, looking at everybody else, and they looked as dusty as I felt. And I finally started praying this prayer, and it was the, nobody taught it to me, it's not that deep. But man, it was effective. I said, Lord, I need a new heart. A saved man, 
I'm justified before the holy bar of God. I'm saved. I'm delivered. I was spirit-filled, walking in the gifts, and, and still finding myself yearning for more. And I said, Lord, I need a new heart. And I prayed that every day that I can remember for nine months until I got it. I don't think I would have gotten it nine months later if I hadn't made up my mind on day one that I couldn't live that way as a Christian anymore. Ministry does nothing to sanctify a man. Nothing. Holy Spirit will do everything. Let me ask you a couple of diagnostic questions. Band, I want you to listen to. Tech team, I want you to listen. Live stream audience, I want you to listen. The kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. Power. The Bible speaks so much about there being the possibility that you and I can say all the right things, sing all the right things, dot our theological I's and cross our hermeneutical T's, and we can go through the motions. But here's what the kingdom of God, when we are truly walking in it, regularly produces. The power that comes from the kingdom of God. The power that comes from the king himself. So I'm going to tell you a couple of things. I've been praying over my wife's leg for five years, and the full healing has not come. It's my wife Amy right here. I'm offended. I'm offended that something owns her leg and she's not healed yet. I'm offended in my spirit. Why? Because my king is a healer. When I look at broken marriages, and there are dozens in here that I've counseled that have gone through broken marriages, and, and I see the power of the flesh, and the bitterness, and the unforgiveness, and the evidence, and the getting historical with each other, and the accusation, and I am offended in my spirit because my God and my King is the reconciler. When I know that so many in the body of Christ, so all that are in the body of Christ, have God Himself indwelling the temple of your life and body. God Himself, not a slice, not a dose, not a, not a little technical fragment that's your, that your, you know, swipe card to get into heaven when you die, but you have God the Spirit indwelling your temple. And He is omnipotent. When it comes to wisdom, He's omniscient. When it comes to presence, He's everywhere, and that means wherever you go, there He is with you, and yet we're not walking in power. And friends, I'm going to tell you, when that's true in my life, this is not condemnation, I'm saying, aren't you hungry? A little baby back there is crying out, amen? Some of us need to learn. Oh, you don't have to leave. You don't have to leave with that, that child. That's beautiful. Just natural. Here's my desire. Here's what I want. I'm crying out to mama. I'm crying out to papa. Pastor Dustin and I, we have committed our lives to this season and this assembly, and so many of you have too. But I want to tell you something. We're not going to play it safe ever again. We're not going to worry what people think anymore. If you're visiting here today, you're in a unique place, because a little over a year ago, God spoke to Pastor Dustin, said, go see Jeff, talk about this. And in a matter of hours, we knew 
what the immediate future was for this assembly. A Baptist church and an Assemblies of God church who would jettison their denominational uh, affiliations and extremes and would come together under the authority of the Word and the necessity of the Holy Spirit. And part of our strategy was we need to make sure we don't go too fast because we want to bring as many people as we can with us. God bless them. I can tell you before the Lord, I have no bitterness in my heart, but many of them stumbled, many of them shipwrecked, many of them said, we will not do this. And so we gauged and we waited and we did our very best to shepherd everyone that we could, but the time has come where we will hold a funeral service in our minds right here today. The tombstone, there's two of them. One says Cornerstone Fellowship, the other says Meadow Baptist. The last shovel full of dirt has been placed upon those two assemblies. And now it is resurrection ground, and what is coming forth is New Bridge Church. And so, the expectation no longer has a rearview mirror. The expectation has a large front windshield. The Son of God is steering us where we need to go. And my question is this, shake off the dust from those two graves. Nothing, those two things aren't coming back. The Holy Spirit is doing a new work in these last days for the glory of Jesus who is King. If you've got dust on you, I already confess that I've been there. There's no shame in that. The shame would be is if you protect the dust and avoid the outpouring or expect others to. And so this is what I believe. I believe that Pastor Dustin and I are going to step forward even more so in the gifts and the callings that are uniquely given to both of us as the two lead pastors here. I also believe that we're going to begin to minister that same philosophy, commitment among our elders, our staff, and other leaders and people of influence in this church. But it will never be effective until you step into your gift, until you tarry before the Lord and say, Lord, King David told you this. Lord, the Apostle Paul told you this. Lord, I'm going to tell you this. This one thing I do. And you find your one thing and you begin to do it. And I'm going to tell you what will happen in this community. All heaven is going to break loose. Is it going to be messy? Yeah, because when all heaven breaks loose, all hell stands up and notices. The question is this. Does anybody think we have any time to waste? I sense such an urgency in my heart in these days, and I'm going to ask God to begin to pour it out on my private life, which I hope will spill over into your life. Pastor Dustin's doing the same thing. But I want to go on record today for whoever might need to hear it. Most of you are probably saying, Jeff, we've been waiting for you to say this. Well, thank you for being patient. I'm saying it today. We aren't holding back anymore. Now we're stepping in.